And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Sunday, June 13th. And yesterday, if you didn't get a chance to listen, we talked to Richard Montañez. He is the guy who wrote this book called Flamin' Hot, The Incredible True Story of One Man's Rise from Janitor to Top Executive. In this part of our interview, we are going to hear about how this guy created Flamin' Hot Cheetos in a secret test kitchen pretty amazing. So check it out. And uh, I know that you'll find the story pretty engaging. All right, here we go. Part two, flaming Hot. You know, I started seeing these videos from PepsiCo because that was a communication, right? There was no email, there's videos and the videos were always inspiring. And it's uh, Mr. Enrico talking about, you know, the company's not doing too good. He says, I need your help. We can't do it without you. So he goes, I'm giving you permission to act like an owner. And that just stunned me. Most people don't understand that. But, you know, I grew up when corporate America was a command and control. I command, I control. I didn't hire you to think. I hired you to do what I tell you to do. So there was always that wall between supervisors and frontline workers. And here was Roger was trying to tear down that wall. And I was like, wow. I, you know, I went home and I told Judy, hey, you saw this video. You know, the new CEO said, act like an owner. And she says, well, then act like an owner. Next to the building was a sales office. I went and I found me a salesperson. Just randomly walked up and I said, hey, can I go with you on my day off? I'll do all your work. I just want you to teach me the business, the job. And he looked at me like, heck yeah, you can come on your vacation if you want. Free labor? So he said, meet me at 5 o'clock in the morning. I got there at 5 on my first day off. He taught me how to pull an order. 
he taught me how to load the truck up so that we could, you know, maximize our space. And then uh, he taught me how to, uh, you know, run the route so that we could uh, minimize our fuel. Then when we got to the store, he taught me how to uh, merchandise the product. And then about the, the third store, there was, and I always, you know, I, I write in my book, and one of my favorite quotes of my own is that all you need is one revelation to create a revolution. So I was loading it up, and then I looked, and there it was. And I looked at him, and I realized he couldn't see it. And I understand now he couldn't see it because he was an expert. So I tell people, don't become such an expert that you can't see things anymore. So the question is, well, what did you see, Richard? Well, I saw the spice rack. I saw a bunch of spices. I saw chilies. I saw, you know, people buying all this. And it was, it was right there, like, like across from the, the laser rack. I said, there it is. And I looked at our product, and I'm just like, you know, Lay's, Ruffles, and Fritos, and maybe sour cream. I'm looking all the way down. I'm like, there's nothing here for Latinos or, in general, anybody who loves spices. Everybody loves spices. It's not just Latinos. So that was my first revelation. I remember I went home, and I told Judy, hey, Judy, I, I got this idea. We're going we're gonna to take your salsa and put it on a chip. And she said, what chip? I'm like, I don't know. I really didn't know. When you have an idea like that in an organization like Pepsi, Frito-Lay, was there an openness to an idea can come from anywhere? We've always heard that story of, you know, the post-it note came from somebody in a brainstorming session. Like, or was it, you know, what do you know, mister? Like, how was it received when you came up with that idea? It wasn't. Even in today's world, I think it's still difficult for people. But in those days, it was, uh, you know, stay in your own lane. Mind yeah. your own business. Right. How did you push it forward from there? People knew that I was a hard worker and I was doing everything. So I had a few people on my side, managers, you know, giving me the insights behind closed doors. Well, this time my wife's working at Target. She got a job at Target Warehouse. So, you know, we made up a few batches. You know, I, I, I knew enough because of the plant of how to do it. She took some to her work and I took some, you know, to my work and let people try them and and she came back and said, hey, everybody at Target loved them, you know, on the break. And, you know, you know, we did that for a few days. They were telling her he needs, he needs to call the CEO. So she said, Richard, call the CEO. Yeah, make the phone call. His executive assistant, you know, she answered the phone. And, you know, she knows everybody. Doesn't recognize the name Richard Montanis. Where do you work? And I said, I, I work in California. And she's like, oh, okay, you, you, you run California? And I said, no, I don't <laughs> I work in Southern California. You, you run something? No, I work in a Rancho Cucamonga plant. And she's like, oh, you're the plant director? No, are you the plant manager? No, what are you? I, I'm on the line. I mop, I clean. You know, I, she's like, oh, and I told her what had happened. And I even asked her, what do you think I should do? She said, you didn't talk to Roger. You know, and then I just said, you know, hey, I, I saw your video. And uh, I came up with these, these flavors, you know. And uh, he says, okay, I'm going to come down there. And I remember I hung up the phone. I was like, wow, I can't believe it. Thing that happened immediately after the phone call, by the time the plant manager got it, you know, he came up and, you know, kind of laid into me and said, you know, why'd you do that? Who do you think you are? And then he left and he said, you're doing a presentation. I'm thinking, I'm doing a presentation? I've never even done homework. So I go home and Judy could see that I'm really upset. And she goes, what's the matter? I go, I'm going to get fired. And she said, why? I said, because you told me to call the CEO, and now I'm in trouble. She told me, calm down. It's not that bad. And as ridiculous as it may sound, we went to the library. 
and we checked out a book. Remember, there's no Google. We checked out a book on how to develop a marketing strategy. We literally copied three paragraphs. Didn't know what they meant, but they sounded good. I said, I'll right. go with this. You know, we put them on transparencies. So you made the presentation. It went well. Now, here's what I want to know. How did it feel to find out that Eva Longoria was interested in your story? How did that happen? I met, uh, you know, my executive producer, which is uh, uh, the Reverend Sam Rodriguez, you know, very influential person. And he introduced me to uh, Devon Franklin, who he was a movie producer. He worked with Will Smith for like 20 years with Will Smith. So he knew the business in and out. He was he worked on some of the biggest movies ever. He arranged a meeting and uh, Devon said, I've never seen anything like this. I was like, wow, you know, OK. To my amazement, there was a bidding war for the rights. We, we met with everyone. We met MGM, Paramount, Netflix. When it came down to, you know, who do we, who do I pick? Cause it's my story. And I signed with Fox and there was other people that had, that outbidded Fox. But again, it was never about the money. I, I wasn't trying to get rich. I know how to work. So I went with Fox Searchlight because I love how big they were on diversity. Some of the other ones that won't matter, they just saw a great story, but this company, they got it. We became like family. This is who I'm going to go with. I signed with them. And then uh, when it came down to look for a uh, director, Eva's name pops in. And she gave a presentation that just blew everybody away. Really? Oh, my God. I, me and my wife were just in chills. You know, she is. I mean, you see her as an actress and an advocate. That day I saw her as a CEO, a chief marketing officer, the top of the top. And what was crazy, she had the same visions that I had. That's when I knew this has to be done by her. It's her first one, but she has the vision. You know, it's about the stories. It's not even really about hot Cheetos. It's about, you know, overcoming obstacles. Overcoming no, it's a, it's, a, it's a biography. It's like a, it, it is a celebration of your life and what you where you came from. And it's as you we started this interview and you said, all I know is my story and my life. And you found the person who can take your story and put it on film and do it justice. So, I mean, I think it's amazing. I am very much looking forward to seeing what that depiction looks like. You are inspiring, encouraging, and you remind us all that, you know what? Yeah, the little guy can rise up too. Well, thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it. And of course, if you've got a financial question, don't hesitate. Send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, hit the contact button and we will get your message. Don't forget to tell us if you will come on the air live. We would love to have you. Do something nice for someone else today. It'll make that person feel better. It will make you feel better. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.